Hey guys, welcome back. This is uh, part three of the Reality of God series and uh, today I'm going to talk about prayer. Basically, communication with God, interaction with God. And uh, if you've seen uh, part one and part two of the Reality of God series, uh, then uh, you'll understand what we're going to be talking about today. Part one, we spoke about uh, the simplicity of God and how God is really very simple to understand because He Himself reveals himself to us so it's not about deciphering God or who he is it's about being available and being open to what God is showing us and uh, just being in the place of wanting to know God more and making your life all about God so part one was the simplicity of God and in part two we spoke about uh, the nature of God and how God's nature is uh, that of love and uh, it was exemplified God's God's nature was demonstrated by Jesus. Jesus came to reveal the nature of God and we see it so clearly in how Jesus lived his life and what he said and how he introduced us to God who is our father today. Now eternal life as we know it is the abundant life that God gave us through his son Jesus Christ. Today we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the very life of God and because we have the Holy Spirit today we have all of God accessible us we have all of him we can interact with him we can talk to him we can we can just enjoy him enjoy his presence enjoy who he is now when I say enjoy his presence and enjoy who he is I'm talking about the the very God that we are part of we are one with him today so it's not that we are separated from him we are one with him and in him we enjoy all of who he is that's what life is all about now in in this part I want to talk about uh, prayer and uh, basically interacting with God and how God interacts with us. Now, if you've seen the last two parts, uh, if you haven't seen the last two parts, I'm, uh, there's the, the links in the description below so you can just check it out. Now about interacting with God, God has made it really simple, really simple for us to approach Him. He's given us His Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, He says that He and Jesus would come to us and make His home in us. And then it says that we, in Colossians chapter 3, it says that we are hidden with Christ in God. So God and us are in oneness. We have this interaction with God through oneness. We experience Him. God, uh, interaction with God is basically experiencing Him. Now, it's very easy to know what God is saying and how He, and how he wants us to live, what He wants us to do, and how He basically reveals Himself to us is through His Spirit. So when we, when we talk about interaction with God we are, uh, and when we talk about prayer, prayer is not uh, something that we, we do as a ritual. In my early days as a Christian, I used to think that spending time with God or other praying was something that had to be done in order, in order for my day to go well or my life to get better and it was necessary for me to actually do well in life. And so for me, I, uh, I would wake up in the morning or I would spend time with God in the evening and for me it was like I had to read the Bible, I had to uh, basically pray or say something that, was, uh, that, that sounded meaningful or that sounded uh, like, like prayer was supposed to sound like and I would speak in tongues. But more than ever, I would actually think it was some sort of a ritual and uh, something that I had to do because if I didn't do, then I would not do well in life. Now that was before I came to know that I was actually a son of God. 
that was before I came to know what sonship was all about that God actually made me to be his son and when I came to know that I was his son it changed everything because I realized that I'm not coming to a God who's looking for some sort of a ritual now I come to, I came to know that I'm coming to a, to a father who wants to spend time with me who wants me to spend time with him who wants me to get to know him and to have a relationship with him and that changed everything for me because then I started seeing God as a person and I started experiencing his love for me now the, my prayer to him started changing in that respect also I know that I could speak my heart out and not necessarily have to really spend time just to fulfill some sort of a ritual so when I came to the uh, when I came to the father and when I decided that you know it's like I don't want to have some sort of a you know uh, some sort of a relationship with him which was based on uh, religion or some sort of relationship that was meant only to take from him although it is true that we have nothing and God has everything but I really wanted to get to know God as a person now because I, I knew nothing about this father who created me to be his son he wants me as a son and that's why he sent Jesus his only begotten son just to make me his son so for me now as a son my prayer life has completely changed because it's like now I don't see it as something that I need to do I see it as something that I want to do. I want to spend as much time with the Father as possible because I'm getting to know and I'm getting to experience a person who is so full of love. He's all for me and he wants to show me all of eternity. He wants to show me all of creation. He wants to show me everything that he's doing in this world and in eternity. And that is the Father. He wants to reveal everything to us. He wants to reveal who He is. And He wants us to be a partaker of everything that He is doing. So it's not that God has created us to do things and that's about it. No, He wants us to be one with everything that He is doing. He wants us to be partakers in all that He is working out in creation. Now, we know that God has created the heavens and the earth. God has created everything. He's created heavenly beings, the hosts of heaven. and then he created sons of God, you and me. Now, when you think about it from that kind of perspective, the way you interact with him and, you, and the way you understand God changes because now you know that you're not just created to do something, you're created to be a partaker, you're created to enjoy something that God is actually doing that you and I get the benefit of ruling over. So when God created Adam and Eve and he gave the earth and uh, to Adam and Eve and said rule over the earth and have dominion what he was basically doing was he was telling Adam and Eve to rule as sons because they were he, he created Adam and Eve to be his children and when Adam and Eve actually uh, gave over rule and dominion of something that God gave them to the enemy they lost eternal privileges they actually handed over dominion of the earth something that God gave them to rule to the enemy now God is giving us something far more than just the earth in this human body what we have is not just access to rule the earth we have access to the eternal realm and the physical realm as one to rule this earth from heaven Jesus was the perfect example of how we live heaven here in this world our interaction with God has completely changed. It has changed from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, to that of being a new creation. As new creations, we don't interact with God as 
as, as beings, as, as people who are trying to ask God, Lord, give me this, give me this, give me this. No, we're not asking God for anything because God has given us everything when he gave us his Holy Spirit and he has made us one with Jesus. So as far as God is concerned, we have everything. There is nothing more that God can actually give us today. So for us to ask God for something would actually be meaningless because God has given us everything. There is nothing more that God can give us today. Because it says in John chapter 14 that he has actually, he himself, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit is, has made their home in us. So there's nothing more we can actually ask for. We have everything. Uh, if you think about it, when God said, let there be light, he was speaking from eternity and he created a physical world. He created a physical reality for us. Now it's the same thing with us from an eternal realm, from where God is, from the position that God has made us, we are actually speaking eternal realities into this physical world. So what we are doing is we are communicating, we are actually making, we are declaring, we are creating, we are, we are, we are commanding things to happen from our eternal pos uh, position. We are sons of God. We are in Jesus. The Bible says that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So today we are not actually uh, living in this world as a part of this world. We are physically present in this world, but we are living our eternal life here. We are spiritual beings. We are spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 9. So for us, we, we speak, we declare, we live from eternity. That is our home. Heaven is our home. The Father is our home. The Father is eternity. Eternity is the Father. There is no distinction. We are made of God. Everything came out from God. God created everything. He is the very life of everything. Nothing would exist outside of God because God is the life of every created thing. Physical matter, space, time, everything is made of god god is the reality of everything you and i can tangibly experience now this changes everything as far as our communication with god is concerned we are talking about being one with our father when we are one with our father we are actually letting the father live through us exercise dominion exercise authority and rule this physical world through us so what god has done basically he has brought us into him to experience all of creation. He has brought us into him to experience everything that he is doing. Now, prayer has so many different ways. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says that prayer, supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all men. Now, it doesn't say for yourself. See, the position has changed. Now, you and I are, are, are living from heaven where the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10, we are complete in him. We are in Jesus and he completes us. There's nothing more that can be added to us. There's nothing that can be taken away from us. There's nothing more that God can actually give us. He, it says we are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Now, for, as far as we are concerned, we are called to have a one-way interaction with this world. We are supposed to be the source to let God give into this world. We are, there's nothing this world can actually give us because we are complete. There's nothing this world can take away from us, but we give what we have. Peter and John, when they walked, uh, uh, when they went to the temple uh, after Pentecost, they said uh, to the guy who was uh, who was lame, he sa they said, "Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I give you. Rise up and walk." That prayer was like the benchmark. It changed pos it changed position because now he's saying, "I have it, receive it." 
So he's give, we, are, we are giving from what we have. We have everything within us. We have the spirit. He is power. He is life. He is God himself. And through the spirit of God, we can do all things. Why? Because we have God himself dwelling in us, working eternity out through us. The perspective has changed, like I said. Everything is now heaven to earth. It is not the other way around. We don't ask God, Lord, give me this, bless me, I need this, I want this. We have everything. It says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Today you and I are living from the heavenly places here in this world. We are not of this world. If we see ourselves as part of this world and we, uh, and we identify with this world as being human beings here in this world, then we will start identifying with lack. We will start identifying with sickness and weakness and all these things that the world suffers. But we are not of this world. We identify with heaven where everything is of God and everything as God is, is in true righteousness, in true holiness and perfect. We are in God and we are perfect in Christ. Our life in this world is right now a realization of everything that we are. Our true nature is perfect, 100% as Jesus is. So we are basically realizing who we truly are. And day by day, as we, as we spend more time with God, He reveals more of Himself to us. And the, uh, like, like it says, the Word of God is like a mirror. Who is the Word of God? The Word is Jesus. He is our mirror. When we behold Him, we see ourselves. When we behold Him, when we see Jesus, when we interact with Him, when we meet Him face to face, when we speak to Him, when we converse with Him, what we are basically doing is we are letting Him tell us, this is who you are. And He shows us who He is because as He is, so are we. Our life is just as Jesus is. And the, as, as days go by, what God is doing is basically revealing more of Himself to us. Prayer is our communion with God so that we can get to know Him as a person, get to know Him for who He truly is. And that is communication. That is what prayer is all about. So when we look at the word intercession, intercession basically means standing in for, standing in the gap, standing to represent someone. And uh, when, we, uh, when we talk the word intercession, we, uh, we, we read in Hebrews chapter 7 and Romans chapter 8 uh, talks about how Jesus is at the right hand of God making intercession for us. We have this image in our mind that intercession is basically us getting on our knees and, and, and you know, begging God for something. Intercession is not about asking God for anything. Intercession is not about asking God to move or asking God to, uh, to intervene. Intercession is about standing in the gap using the authority that God has given you by the power of the Spirit and you doing something. Now when we, when we, when we have this image about Jesus interceding at the right hand of the Father, we, have this, uh, we, we tend to see Jesus as, uh, as the Son of God at the right hand of the Father, begging and pleading to the Father, please help brother so and so, he is in pain, help brother so and so, he is in trouble, help brother so and so, he is in debt, help brother so and so, he needs uh, financial assistance. And that's the kind of image that we have about what Jesus is doing at the right hand of the Father. But it's actually so, it's so different because the very fact that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father is his intercession for us. Jesus overcame sin, he overcame death, he, he rose from the dead, he ascended on high and the very fact that he is at the right hand of the Father means that he has conquered sin, he has conquered death, he has conquered poverty, weakness, sickness and everything that was against us. His 
position at the right hand of the father simply meant that now in him we are more than conquerors because we are in Jesus at the right hand of the father we are in him and he is our very intercession he's standing on our behalf he is standing there as our victory over sin and death we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us so when we are talking about Jesus being at the right hand of the father we are in Jesus at the right hand of the father he is standing in the gap for us he is our intercession he is not begging God and asking God to do something he is the one who has already overcome this world and he has given us our faith to live in this world and he is exercising that faith for us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith looking unto Jesus he is the author he gave us faith and he is the finisher he's working out that faith through us by his spirit we can do all things prayer is simply going and standing before or going to we come to God to have a relationship with him we come to God to get to know him so spending time with God is what we call prayer and when we are talking about intercession and supplication we need to understand that it is from a different position today it is not like how the Old Testament people prayed it's not like how the people in the Old Covenant the people of the law prayed for us our prayer is from a different perspective it's from a different position altogether we are now seated at the right hand of the father in Christ Jesus so our prayer is basically from that position it's from that perspective altogether we are living heaven here in this world also the very fact that Jesus is at the right hand of the father means that we are living in continual forgiveness we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so the very fact that Jesus is our intercessor simply means that we are living his life here in this world and he is living his life through us now you may have heard uh, many people pray uh, the the prayer in Matthew chapter 6 where it, uh, it, it sometimes it's called the Lord's Prayer sometimes it's called the disciples prayer it doesn't matter it's the it's the our father prayer you know it our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom the power and the glory now and forever now we need to understand that Jesus taught this prayer to people who were not born again. They were still spiritually separated from God. They, they were not born again, they were not new creations. And when he taught them this prayer, he was telling them about praying a prayer that for us today is fulfilled. Think about it. Our Father who art in heaven. Today you and I are in heaven with the Father. He, the Father is inside of us. We are one with the Father. So he's not that distant God anymore. He's not uh, the Father who is in heaven far away. Today we are in the Father. Today we are one with the Father. We are in Jesus, in the Father. John 14, 23 also says so, that, we, that he, the Father and Jesus have made their home in us through the Holy Spirit. So we are not separated from God anymore. Hallowed be thy name. God's name is hallowed and today we are called by the name of the Lord we are called by the name of Jesus today we are one with Jesus in Ephesians chapter 3 it says blessed be the God and Father through whom the entire family in heaven and on earth is named your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven God's kingdom has already come when he came into our life and today he is establishing his will in this world through you and me God's will is coming to pass through the sons of God here in this world as long as our feet are touching this physical world uh, on this ground we are establishing God's will here in this world 
Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 says that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So we are already in heaven, living from heaven here in this world. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Ephesians 1.3 says that he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. There's nothing more than God is going to give us today. We have all of him. We have everything that we ever need. We will lack nothing. We lack nothing. Okay, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who, who are our debtors. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, it says that Jesus became poor so that we should become rich. So he took all our poverty on himself so that we can have everything we will ever need. We will lack nothing in this world or in the world to come. Where we, where we are, we are living in complete wholeness and fullness of life. The Holy Spirit is all that we need. We have everything of the Father. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, James chapter 1 and verse 13 says that God doesn't tempt, neither is he tempted and deliver us from the evil one it says in second thessalonians chapter 3 that god is faithful he will not let any evil come upon you that prayer that jesus taught his disciples to make is a prayer that is fulfilled for you and me so we don't pray a prayer that is already fulfilled we live in the fulfillment of that prayer it says in second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16 and 17 it says that old things have passed away behold look all things all things are new today. We are living in newness of life. You know, many times we tend to miss the point or miss the focus of life. Life is not about trying not to do things wrong or trying to do things right. Life is not about trying not to sin or trying to live a holy life. It's not about trying to do anything. Life is about knowing God and as a result of which life becomes as God intended to be. We need to see life from a different perspective. In fact, we need to see life from the perspective that God would have us see it. I just want to encourage you right now. Life is not about focusing on yourself or what you do or what you don't do. It's not about focusing on your call or your purpose. It's not about focusing on your life and what it's about. It's about focusing on God so that our life finds its true meaning. Our life finds its meaning in who God is. And when we get to know who God is, we find purpose to our life. You know, First uh, Timothy chapter 2 also mentions thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is basically a response. It's not something that we do to initiate some reaction from God. Sometimes we think that if we thank God uh, in advance, then what we've asked for will come sooner. Or maybe if we thank God for something that we don't see yet, maybe it will materialize or maybe we'll see it come to pass. Thanksgiving comes from a place of knowing God. If you know God, you'll know that you lack nothing and that is what you are grateful for. Thanksgiving is gratefulness. So when you and I know God for who he is, we thank him because we know that he never fails. He never holds back on anything. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. The Father of lights with whom there is no shadow of turning. There is no partiality with God. When God says he has given us everything, that's it. He has given us everything. That is what we are thankful for. And we will truly be grateful and know to thank God because we, we will understand and realize that God has given us everything. So I just want to say, uh, guys, that prayer is really very simple. Prayer is our communication with God. It is a dialogue. It is conversation. It is us getting into the heart of the Father, getting to know Him as a person. That is prayer. And everything we do in terms of intercession or supplication on behalf of people is basically us taking our rightful place as sons of God 
and exercising the authority that God has given us as Jesus here in this world we are exercising heavenly authority for on behalf of people this is something that we really need to understand if we really want to see amazing things happen in our life so this is not some sort of a teaching where I'm telling you that this is the only way you find your relationship with God and you understand you get to know God for who he is and how God reveals himself to you will be personal and different and unique and you will get the benefit of understanding God for who he is and how he reveals himself to you prayer is not some sort of a ritual that we, we perform just so that we can get God to do something it's not something that we are supposed to be uh, you know uh, doing religiously every day just so that our day gets better or that we can you know uh, excel in life it's our personal time with the father getting to know him for who he is prayer is your personal connection with the father so i would really encourage you spend time with god that is your prayer life it doesn't matter how or when or how much time you spend with God. It's about your personal connection with God. And as long as you are having a conversation, a dialogue with the Father, and you know what He's saying, and you are interacting with Him, that is your personal prayer life with the Father. And this is what the series has, has been about. It has always been about God being really simple to understand. He's not made it complicated for us to understand Him or to get to Him or to approach Him. He's made it really simple for us to approach him. It is about the nature of God. It's about how he is full of love. He is, he is love. And he is revealing himself to us as love so that we can approach him with confidence as sons and we can actually have that kind of a bond and interaction with him. He's not a judge sitting on the throne waiting to judge us for something. He wants us to approach him because he is love. And that's the way he has revealed himself to us through Jesus. So get with God, spend more time with him and enjoy his love. This has been the Reality of God series. And again, these are not teachings. This is just a message so that you can understand that God is not as complicated as we have made him out to be. So if you like this video and uh, you were blessed by it, do click the like button down below and also subscribe to my channel. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Bye.